Welcome to the Yoshi Football Show. This is John Johnston, founder of Coronation.com, along with Yoshi Hardrick, former Husker offensive lineman and current CFL football star. We're talking about Nebraska's 28-21 win over Rutgers on championship week last Friday night. Yoshi, the Huskers racked up 620 yards of offense, 365 yards rushing with a 6.3 yard per carry average. What do you think of that? Oh, man, I couldn't be more proud to be a Husker or a former Husker, man. I, we did a lot of things that me and you have talked about the last couple of weeks. We got down the hill. We got physical. We went north and south. And, man, it was amazing to see, man. From us talking about it all last week, pulling out our hair for them to come out this weekend to show that they can do that, it was promising to see. So we started out the first half. We had four turnovers. Adrian Martinez had two fumbles and two interceptions. Uh, we gave up, what was it, 14 points in the first half. And we only scored seven. But four turnovers, I mean, it, I, I'll be honest and blunt. Uh, about midway through the second quarter, I looked at this and said, I really don't care if Adrian Martinez ever plays quarterback for us again. I was very disgusted. I, I wanted to turn the game off, but Nebraska came out in the second half and kind of ran over Hud, uh, Rutgers. Uh, what, what did you, what were your thoughts watching the first half of this game and Adrian Martinez? Uh, well, basically first half, I seen the mistakes, the turnovers, and I just like, man, this is a slippery slope. We're about to go down and, um, it was frustrating watching the first half. When I saw the second half, we came out with a little spunk. I had a little bit more pride. I was like, Oh, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to sleep in the second half if I get tired in this one. But, uh, yeah, man, for coming out with the four turnovers to start the game, that was rough. And I didn't see us bouncing back from that. And kudos to the guys. I kind of lost a little faith. I kind of got a little frustrated a little quicker than I should. And just from the weeks, from last week to this week, I just did not need that start. But it's all about how they finished. We came out with the win. I had a bad taste in my mouth from that Minnesota and to come out with four turnovers, it did not sit well with me. So I'm not going to get on here and give you the rah-rah. I, I wasn't happy with the first half, but I was I was proud at the end of the game. So that that trumps everything. Well, we've, we've talked about the fact that teams have to kind of learn to overcome things like that, and they did. So what does something mean doing this? I, people will go, well, it was against Rutgers. There's a crappy team, but it's still a football game. Right. You know, what does it mean for this team for the future that they they overcame something was that was really pretty bloody awful and they won the game anyway? Man, um, it does a lot for the future. Basically, this entire season was setting us up for the future. Like you said, it was almost like a scrimmage year. I think we have four of the old four of the old linemen were sophomores or younger. So they've been in a game where they've had four turnovers before, or they've been in a game where they've been down. They've been in a game where they've let bad things happen to one. So that's great that that's out their system. So once the ball start rolling and when we get this thing cracking like we need to, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised that every time those situations happen, those guys have been in it. They'll, they'll be, like I said early in the season, we're looking for leaders when things like that happen. And experience is the best, is the best leaders, well, produces the best leaders and for those guys to have that experience it's easier for them to pull each other out I think it's going to be great man 
I think it's put a little bit less pressure on them. They know when bad things happen, it's a long game. We just got to keep adding up and getting points. I think it does a lot for a young player. This was the first time in school history that three freshmen started on the offensive line for Nebraska. Did you know that? I didn't know that until they was talking about it after the game or I was reading it on Twitter. And think about that, man. Did you – did you have any old lineman that just popped out in the game? Like, man, we need to get him out of man. So if you don't notice a guy on the old line, that's a great thing. Once you start noticing old linemen, ah, it's rough. I've been a guy that's been noticed. I've been a guy that goes unnoticed. But talk, talk about the left tackle, true freshman. Turner Did Corcoran. Hear, yeah. Uh, what is, what's his name? Was Turner? Turner Corcoran, yeah. yeah. Let's talk what about Turner. Let's talk about Turner. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't hear anything about him. You didn't see, you see, you didn't see the quarterback running, running out the right side, getting flushed from the left. And I think when the game was on the line, we went to the left side on a big play. So it just, I don't know. He, he, he gave me so many positives, and I don't want to put the goat tag on him or the pipeline tag on him. But Man, that was great to see, man. That was my entire thing. I wanted to see how he gelled with the guys, and I wanted to see that he looked like he belonged. And I seen guys trying to bull rush him. I seen guys trying to bully him out there, and he just just looked like one of the guys who belonged. It's only going to get better. So that was great for me. I, I think – I don't want to – man, I think he's going to be good. I, we our last left tackle. He played 40-some games. Maybe this guy doesn't play the games, but he'd be just as good, man. I'm, I'm excited, man. Keep going to get guys like that. So there, there was a drive in the second half, and I, I, I mentioned it on Twitter as this looks like the drive where we're just abusing the left side of, you know, it would have been the right side of Rutgers' mind, but we ran left over and over and over and over. My thought was we have a starting fresh, a freshman starting at left tackle, and they're still running left, and they are destroying everything in their path until they finally ran, I think, Wandale Robinson to the right side. But I was like, what the hell is going on here? You know, they're good. this guy can't be that good, but yet they kept gaining yardage. Now, the thing about that is this. Rutgers was one of two Big Ten teams that played all of their games, and I talked to a Rutgers guy earlier in the week, and he said, you know, I think they're kind of exhausted. Now, when you're looking at this game, do you – the way we, we did run over them in the second half, and they look tired. I mean, do you credit us for running over them, or do you look at them and go, ah, we ran over guys that were just exhausted? I, what's your take I, on that? I credit us because, remember, last week we talked about this. Remember, there were 30 players down last week. If this, this is supposed to have been our game plan for two weeks in a row, and it was amazing to see them put it on Rutgers. It supposed to have been two weeks in a row we've had put it on teams, just running it down their throat. And, yeah, I don't feel bad for them at all because I'm a Husker and I want us to win. I wish we would have ran it for more. Just to see uh, Diedrich Mills running all over the place, Adrian Martinez, uh, he broke on a long run once, and he didn't even know where to go. It was so much room out there. He was just <laughs> running around like, I love to see that. I don't care if they're tired or they don't want to play. We got to win in the column, and that's all that matters to me. <laughs> he did have that long run where he just kind of stopped and ran right out of bounds, and you were like, what the hell, did you get bored? Yeah, I was <laughs> like, you didn't want a touchdown there? I thought you would have just put your pedal to the metal and just tried to take it north. And uh, I think he was shot just like us. He came out of there, and it was like, okay, he's running 40 yards. Okay, 
this is a big game. He didn't know where to go. And, man, it was great to see the running game open up like that. And just us going downhill so much, it opened up so much. The pat, the play action and everything. So another observation I had from this game is we fed the people that are our playmakers. Uh, Luke McCaffrey didn't play in the game. It appeared that he either had an injury or something was wrong. He didn't really suit. He was suited up pregame, but then he didn't. He, he didn't play. He wasn't suited up for the game. But we fed Adrian Martinez in the run, particularly. Although Adrian Martinez was 24-28, he did throw two interceptions. But 24-28, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, but we fed Diedrich Mills, Adrian Martinez, and Wandale Robinson. Those are our three kind of pretty much consistent playmakers. Did it bother you at all that you didn't see another running back in there? Or were you like, just keep giving it to Mills and let him run for 5,000 yards if he wants to? Yeah, my, my thing is you go with the hot hand. Um, I've been on a team where you use two quarterback systems, three quarterback systems. Yeah, it's all good, but until you get a guy that can't get in his rhythm or a guy who gets hot and gets pulled. And my thing is, like most teams or most pros and more call, you're looking for that guy. Like it's hard to game plan with two to three quarterbacks. Like that's that's double the playbook on a smaller guy, and things like that. So, I want a Rex Burkhead back to Miradula. Like you give him a break every time you want, but I want a guy that I'm going to feed twenty to thirty. Hey, it might come down. We give we've gave the ball to almost Rex almost forty times in games. It's been, you know, and at quarterback, yeah, I think it gave the quarterback confidence. I've two, I've thrown two interceptions. I'm not going to get pulled. My backup's not here. And I finished the game, like you said. He only had four incompletions, and he had 20-plus completions. He ran the ball a lot. It just takes that worry out of their mind that I'm going to get pulled. Because, like, I I, I, um, I subbed with Jeremiah Searles my junior year. And basically, Jeremiah started every game. And me and Jeremiah, we subbed every series. But both of us knew once we made a mistake, the other guy was going to finish that game. And it was kind of and it, and it, and it puts the pressure on you. You can't go out there and play freely because you're a robot. You don't want to be a robot on the football field. You want to be natural. You want to be smooth. And if you're thinking about if I mess up, I may not go back in. It's just it's just way too much. You can't play to, you can't play to win that way. And I think it was great that we we took that out of those guys' head and we gave it to them. And the old line embraced it. They was all with this. Let's let's just run the ball. I don't care who running it. Basically, your old line. You don't care who's running anyway. But it's great to see the guys that you want to lean on that we leaned on. Okay. You mentioned rhythm. I'm some crusty old guy sitting on a couch. And my attitude is when I watch a football game, like these guys talking about rhythm, it's just a bunch of crap. They just stick another guy in there and he just does the job and and he needs to do his job. And this whole thing about rhythm is just, is that really true? I mean, rhythm is a thing with running backs and with quarterbacks and I guess with offensive line. So yes, it, it is rhythm because every guy you go against is different. Cause you just practice all week. It's, it's just a guy you practice with maybe sometime two to three years. So you and him kind of got a pattern. You know how he's gonna hit, you know when he's gonna hit. But if you've been on the sideline for a quarter or two and you come in to face a DN who's all laddered up, he's been in, you don't know where his contact spot is, you haven't felt his power yet. You really don't know. And that and that that's I think that's that's a setback when you get in. There's a guy been out here for two quarters. You coming in fresh. You don't know anything. You just been on the sideline for two quarters. He has his whole package ready to put on you, and you're just thinking. You haven't even took a rep in the game. And it's. I just think it's a lot. Like, 
if I'm if I'm a running back, I've took four carries and oh, this is how it's gonna be. This is how it goes. It's that feel for six carry when you like. Okay, I, I found out this is how they're gonna move. This is you just can't come off the sideline unless this perfect hole or you just got speed and just blaze past guy. It's hard to just get in and fill it out right away. Like you don't get a job and go in there and dominate the first day. You need to fill it out a couple weeks. Then then you got it. Then it's not gonna be perfect. You're not gonna have good and bad days, but at least you know what you're getting into. <laughs> okay, so when a running back in a running back, have you ever played running back in your life? No, I played fullback in the Arena Football League, which is like the running back, and it was it was different. <laughs> okay, when a running back is looking for a hole, basically what you're kind of saying is they get accustomed to certain offensive line and the way the game is playing out in front of them. And let's say, yeah. I don't know, we run – Oh, come on. Zone plays. We're always running inside zone, outside zone. That's pretty much yes. every yes. team in the world runs inside zone, outside zone. By the way, after the season's over, you and I, we need to get into like some blocking techniques and describe to people zone blocking and things like that. I would Does that love sound it. good? That sounds okay. great. We can have a video. I can put my cleats on. I'll put my Husker jerseys on if you want to. We can do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Where was it? Basically what you're saying is a running back starts to recognize where the holes are going to be from what the offensive linemen are doing in front of him. So that's the rhythm you're talking about, correct? Yes, because you can practice all week against that scout team, and it's like, oh, I got the ball all week, and I took two to three steps, and that's about the time the wave went by me, or that's about the time the splits opened up. Now it's game time, and you're going against a guy – the deep tackle you don't know nothing about, only seen him at film. Maybe he doesn't move as far as those scout team. Maybe this hole isn't going to be here. Maybe it's going to be a little wider. You don't know until you're out there and you, you've you hit a couple plays to see how they play because you're never the same person you see on film. You can see somebody who looked at horrible on film and you show up and take them lightly and get you, he give you three sacks. So you film, film lies a little bit in my mind because – that's not going to be the guy I go against because everyone, every game day is a different day. But like, like you said, you, if you haven't been in that game, you haven't seen where the creases hit at, and you haven't seen how a deep tackle fallbacks or how the linebackers feel it yet, it's hard to just get in there and say, all right, I'm going to use my 4-3 and just go right through the middle. <laughs> okay. So you're excited about our offensive line play. There were a few snaps that were a little bit sideways. Uh, I don't think there was anything – there wasn't anything that sailed over anybody's head. Uh, there was one shovel pass that was a little bit off in timing. But mostly the snaps in the line, would you give them a B-plus? Yes. Well, yeah, I'd give you a B-plus. I, I want to give them an A, but I, I stick to the B-plus because we moved guys around. We ran the ball. Um, I don't know if we gave up any sacks, but for the most part, we took some shots downfield. Uh, we had enough time to pass it. And it wasn't even about pass protect. If you run block that great, you get a lot of you get a lot of play action. You get a lot of quarterback on the move. So much come off a strong run game. And that's what I was it makes the O-lineman job a lot easier. If you don't have if you're not averaging anything rushing in every play the DN knows he's dropping back to go get a quarterback, it, it makes their job a lot easier and now it's a lot harder. So I love to see the guys game a little easier for them. Okay, the defense. Let's go to the defensive side of the ball. Our defense gave up 14 points, 14 points, really. I mean, they scored 21, but 
Seven came off uh, when we kicked return. the ball yeah. directly to the Big Ten returner of the year. And you're kind of like, what the hell are we doing? But let's stay with the defense. Uh, 14 points, pretty good? Uh, pre- pretty good. Um, it is college football now. Uh, you're going to have a lot of athletes on both sides. If you can hold a team to two touchdowns, I say you're probably going to win in college football. It's not a, it's not a really like the old Big Ten where you need 14 or 21 you win, or you get one stop on D. And that's where you're going to hang your hat on. Guys, guys are usually going to score in the 30 to 40 in the high 20s in college football, and we hold a team of 14. Yeah, I'm happy. I, I think the defense played great. Obviously, we can do a lot of things better, but it was the D line twist for me. It was, it was so much I have wrote down. The defense just played good. Anybody stand out on defense? Um, Cam Taylor Britt, he always, he always stands out to me, <laughs> but I think, yeah. um, I think Caleb Tanner, he, he's, he's, I think he popped a little bit more for me. I think the D-line twist watched a little bit, worked a little better for him because he's on the smaller side. I've seen him early in the season come off the edge and the bigger guys kind of swallow him. So with him going off the twist and using his speed and going, matching up with guards, I think it worked well with us. I've I seen multiple twists get home, and it was great. So that's the other thing we can go into is – you mentioned twist. I, I, I imagine that, I don't know, 70 Nebraska fans are pretty good about understanding. I think the game of football compared to most other college football fans, they, you know, most people don't, when you're looking at, you say twist, it's like, what the hell is that? Okay. We can go into that in the off season. This is a teaser for the rest of this. (laughs) Yes, sir. (laughs) Okay. Defense or special teams, man, our special teams were not good. Uh, any comments on that? <laughs> no, I just know we, we got the kicker of the year. Uh, yeah, I just take I just keep it there. We have the kicker of the year on the special teams. <laughs> okay, now for the big news of the day. It, it was announced, uh, we're recording this on Sunday, just so you all know, but it was announced just before we – I uh, started this that Nebraska has chosen to opt out of a bowl game. So their 2020 season has officially ended with a, a win at Rutgers. I, I mean, I, I hate to, I don't want to, yeah, well, let's say it like this. Rutgers was our bowl game. That sounds terrible. Going to New Jersey was our bowl game. So what do you think about Nebraska opting out of the bowl season? Oh man. I, for my personal my personal reasons, I wanted to see the guys get a bowl game, have two to three extra weeks of practicing, and get a chance to play smash mouth football one more time. I wanted to see Turner play again. I wanted to see the four four young guys play again. I wanted to see Mills running down people throat again. I I just liked the way that we was imposing our identity on them and try to be physical. But I, I wish I knew more information, like you said. Literally before we started the show, you just told me that. I didn't know that. And I was looking forward to us playing. It kind of breaks me a little bit. I couldn't imagine what the guys are going through. But obviously, it's been a long year for them, especially Scott Frost with the passing of his dad. And they're just ready to probably hit the reset button and go to 2021. I see both sides of it. I bet some players are itching for a bowl game and some players are itching to get to 2021. So, yeah, it's a rough one. <laughs> what? Okay. 
The last question is a personal question for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you going to get coal again this Christmas? <laughs> I'm not going to get cold. <laughs> coal, as in a chunk of coal, which Santa Claus gives to bad children. <laughs> uh, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> well, I think I had one year in my entire life in which I didn't get coal, and that was probably when I was one. Really? <laughs> yeah, he, I, you know, my wife's upstairs. We could grab her and add her, but we're not going to do that. Uh, is there anything else you want to say about, uh, let's say, that this game? That we'll stick with this game, and maybe we'll do a, one more show next week of, uh, about maybe wrap up the 2020 season from an overall perspective. Uh, anything else about the Rutgers game? Um, basically, we hit everything without even going down the notes. It was just natural how we flowed there, but yeah, everything we basically talked about the downhill, the um, true freshman, how Adrian played after bouncing back from the four touchdowns. Yeah, we won the game. I don't want to hang my, I don't want to say too much about it. We won that game, and I wish we had another one. Yeah, so do I. I mean, a lot of people gave Nebraska fans, or well, Nebraska crap about wanting to play football and then get beat the, a lot this season. National media pundits particularly had fun with it. But I'd say that, uh, you know, a world with Nebraska football, even with the losses, is better with a, than a world without Nebraska football. And that's true. And I, I don't know what I would have did. I didn't play football this year, so I, I hung my hat on the Huskers this year, and they were, that was my itch. My son's football season got canceled, so we didn't, I didn't have anything, so I needed that itch to be scratched. And thank you, Husker Nation. Thank you for bringing the football, and we needed it. Wish we would have won more, but, hey, I think some guys guys got better. I know the experience will help a lot, even if the wins didn't come. We won't have true sophomores out there or a junior's red shirt that haven't played a ton of games. These guys have 500 to 1,000 snaps under their belt, and that, that, that says a lot. All right, we're gonna we're gonna end it there. This has been the Yoshi Football Show. Uh, thanks for listening, and it's Christmas week, so I hope you all have a Merry Christmas. I hope you're staying safe and uh, you're have well, you know, any kind of interaction with your families as much as possible. I guess even if you maybe don't like your family that much. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. <laughs> thanks for listening. Go Big Red.